Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? Uh, Pat, how are we doing today? It is Beautiful as all get out mm. and freezing mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Don't like it. Yeah, I was. It wasn't quite as cold as I was expecting when I when I woke up this morning. It was thirty two. Yes. And then I went and walked the, like let the dog out. It was about thirty seven. And I'm like, all right, five degrees. That's pretty quick. That is good. Yeah. And then uh, sat down to watch the episodes, and of course, uh, a certain furry four legged person. Walks into the room and gives me the, oh, oh father, I must poop. I'm like, oh, fine. All right. <laughs> Cart him around the complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're back, guys. I was sick as a dog. Yeah, you can still hear it in this voice. It's oh, not yeah. quite the same. Well, here's the thing. is like a lot of people, when they get sick, they get that like, oh, my voice is so sultry now. Right. No, I either sound like Super Dave Osborne or... <laughs> Brian Doyle Murray. Those are the two <laughs> sexy, sexy options I have. Good God. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, ladies. I'm taken. Um, but, um, and I'm, I'm doing okay, other than my chest, right under here. It still hurts. Hurts is an understatement. But I think while I'm sleeping, it's entirely possible I've joined some sort of subconscious secret street fighting ring. <laughs> You're in Fight Club, you're on the half ass and told yeah, you that. Yeah, I think it's some sort of kickboxing <laughs> league. And um, I'm not doing great. <laughs> not doing great. Getting beat up a lot. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm going to say that, I'm going to say, based on the evidence of my chest. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Every t- every cough, I feel like my rib is going to crack. Oh, that's or maybe it has. Who maybe knows? it has and you just don't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I'll get an x-ray in like five years. I'm like, when did you break your rib? And I'm like... That's right. Well, I can pinpoint when that <laughs> happened. Thank you. I got you. But anyway, we're going to talk uh, two episodes today. Terror from the Underground, which is episode 16 of Ultraman Blazar. Yes. Air date of 10-28-2023. Takanori Sujimoto is our director, and Jun Sugita is our writer. Um, now, so um, there's a uh, giant hole that opens up. Strangely enough, in the middle of the city. I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> that's, that's something nobody should have seen coming. And uh, these four construction workers look into it, and they all freak the hell out. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, so the our team falls out to investigate, and uh, everybody's got to do, so, well, it looks like this, or it was an octopus, or it was this. Right. So they're like, oh, uh, and they and did send a drone in to try to investigate the hole. They got EMP'd or whatever. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, all right, that's a fair enough answer to why you couldn't video mm-hmm. it. Why yeah. not? But I love that Gento was like, yeah, um, we don't want to go start shooting at things we can't see. And I'm like, well, that's a refreshing change of pace for this show. <laughs> yeah, usually shoot at everything first yeah. ask questions yeah. you know, three we, times later. <laughs> yeah, we think there might be something in this hole. Could we drop bombs? Bombs would be great. And you're just like, <laughs> fellas. Really? Not yeah. so much. Um, so there, there's a lot of chit chat about the front of the episode where they're talking about making Earth Gron, uh, sentient, basically. Right. They're like, oh, it's going to have this AI thing and, uh, he's going to be able to talk to you and uh, not a good idea. And I'm like, where have we seen this problem before? <laughs> <laughs> Every 
every science fiction movie ever? Really? Well, I mean, just on Ultraman alone, every time they build a giant robot, they're like, maybe it should think for itself. There should be, like, Dana Gould's guy who uh, wears a, uh, like, tuxedo with tails and a top hat and lives in your closet. Uh, uh, and he just comes in and goes, mistake! Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't think so? Good to see you again, people. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. All right, thank you. Surely we should have... Surely we could use a tactical nuke. Mistake! <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, so... Um, <coughs> I love that. My, my favorite things is when the vice captain goes and he looks in and he freaks out. He's like, it was like a bean cake. Yes. And uh, Gento <laughs> just kind of looks at it and seriously goes, guess we got to update the sketch. <laughs> because what they've done is they all tell Gento what they saw and he's drawn a combination right, of right. everybody's different stuff all right. into one conglomeration. And I feel like that monster is actually a... Uh, is an Ultraman monster, but I, or at least it's, um, it's probably an early version of a monster. It looks very much like something else, and I, I can't think of what it, that's I funny. can't put my finger on it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we get a name for the, um, the monster, which is Magusian, sure. which sounds like something you do to your shoulder. Yes. I had a Magusian. It hurts. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I had to get an MRI for that Magusian a couple of years ago. Exactly. Doctor thought it was a it was a it was a um, a, a, a Magusian and uh, it just turned out it was light spring. Light spring, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a Magusian in my rotator cuff. Exactly. We beat that to a little further depth. <laughs> but yeah, um, so uh, everybody in the staff is stuck. In the hospital now because they've all seen something different in versions hole. of the same exact thing, right? Right. But I love that Emmy's on the phone with uh, Gento, and he's like, "Wait a minute, where are you?" She's like, "I'm at headquarters." Why? Where do you think I am? And he goes, "Well, if you're at headquarters, where is Yasunobu or a Teruaki?" And he's in the hall, like sitting on the floor of the hallway of the hospital, yeah, with like a <laughs> phone, tablet, oh, everybody. yeah, and he's like, oh. and the nurse comes out. And then she just, she's, you know, I said, I love that he snuck out of his room and then had to get yelled at by the sassy nurse. Maybe that's just my thing. But, uh, <laughs> you're supposed to be on strict bed rest, mister, you know. Hold on, I got okay. an idea. <laughs> you okay. stay with me. <laughs> okay, if I have to. Dude, I, look, I'm at the stage of my life now where if you really want me to get excited, you, you know those ads that are like hot local singles in your area, Right. We've all seen them. We've all seen them. If they were like, in your area, hot local singles want to leave you alone so you can have a nap, I'd be like, That's what really? I'm this like, beautiful woman will bring you to her house and you let you sleep, sleep in a queen-size bed all by yourself. <laughs> and if you like, there'll be a sandwich when you get up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. How much? <laughs> Only problem is for me because I'm a loser. These women just want you to be happy. Okay. Uh, That's it. They want you to get a good night's sleep. Eight hours. Eight hours. No less. And you're like, all right. I guess. Thank you. Yeah. My problem is I can't even sleep eight hours anymore. Oh, I think. I'll take a nap sometime during the day. I think if you went somewhere and they were just like, dude, eight hours, do it. And you'd be like, 
hi, I don't have to be anywhere. And you're like, nope. I, I, I'm by myself? And it's like, yep. Okay. And you just you'd go and toddle off and, uh, and then you'd be out. Still wouldn't, like I said, still wouldn't be eight hours. I did eight hours the other day when I was home with him. Yeah. I woke up the next morning and I was like, well, I feel great. Oh, look at that. <laughs> what are you, eight that hours helps. in a row. Look at that. <laughs> it does Yeah, help. yeah. So, um, <coughs> Gento was like, all right, well, this monster, um, we have to figure out. We got to get Earth Karen over there. So, of course. I mean, of course. You fly out there and I'll rendezvous with you and I'll, you know, you pilot, I'll shoot. And they're like, yeah, you don't really have to because. We have the AI system yeah, now. Yeah. Sure. Which is, uh, Egoist. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> and uh, so she gets in, and Earth Karen's like, you can call me Earthy. And I'm like, really? And you okay. couldn't come up with something better than Earthy? And I'm good. Gare, gare. <laughs> I'm good with Earthy, because you want kids to use EG? it. Uh, e- EG? EG is better than EG. I don't know if it is. It is. Well, again... I didn't understand what they were saying when it was in Japanese, obviously, because... Fair point. They were saying Aussie. But I understand that they're trying to get kids to be able to play with the toys. And you want the... Even... You want to try to drag in the younger kids (coughs) who are going to say, Oh, Earthy! I can play with Earthy! Okay. Okay, fine. I get it. That's where I went. It's fine. I also loved that when they all saw, like, their worst um, nightmares. Yep. Uh, one was Zombie Earth Karen. Yeah. I was like, you know, that's a decidedly creepy picture. <laughs> well, how about, about Earth Karen? <laughs> how about Earth Karen that doesn't fall down from anything? <laughs> that's not a great fear. That's just, that's, thank God we've gotten the stability problem like that. Exactly. He's very hippie. We don't know what to do. They're breeding hips. He's going to make little robots. So... The way this monster walks through the town it should have been accompanied by staying alive by the Bee Gees. Because yep. he's just like, you can tell. Strutting through. I'm breaking stuff. No time to talk. You know, like. Exactly. Yeah, I was absolutely loving it. The kaiju walking by the windows as people are looking out. And you're like, that's what I need. Yeah. And then he's like, what am I all in people? Like with my weird tongue. Yeah. And so they're flying in and, you know, he, she, I mean, purposely lands Earth Karen right on top of him. Of course, which is cool. I'm and let me good. tell you, the shot, the miniature shot of the van pulling up. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's nice. I'm like, they could have done that as a split screen. But they, they, could, they, but they didn't. The they used van. a little tiny van. Which a mini, a mini, cool. mini van. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So sorry, everybody. Yeah. And then we get to see Gento transforms. Yeah. And now he's using these pogs even faster. Oh, he's pogging Because he transfers, he yep. transforms into Ultraman, gets the pog for the buzzsaw, and throws that at the kaiju. Right. Which, this is the best. Yeah. Kaiju catches it, throws it back, and cuts down Runs two it on his arm like a hula hoop, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, well, I said, uh, like, I, I even put a note, like, the buzzsaw slices through the new buildings, one of the most unconvincing special effects shots oh, in the whole series. But, but it's it is, well worth it. But it is saved by Ultraman Blazer going, do it! No! No! Ah, jeez! Oh, no! Oh! 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 Yeah. And he's just like, oh, oh, no! Ooh, 
did I, I do yeah, that? Yeah, very much. Yeah, <laughs> very, very much. Um, and then the monster turns into Dalsim from Street Fighter and starts extending. Yeah, it's it's, this thing is the Swiss Army monster. Oh yeah, it does whatever you need. It wants yeah, it to do. It slices, it dices, it julienes. <laughs> It air dries. <laughs> yeah, everything. yeah. We'll also make you turn you into jerky. Exactly. And then, holy crap, he's got a buzzsaw head now. Because why not? Yeah, sure. I'm fine with it. So, and then uh, poor poor Emmy gets flashed by the monster, and her greatest fear is herself, I guess. I guess. And uh, I didn't know I needed giant Emmy beating oh, up on Ultraman. That was excellent. That just has looked like she's ever dropped a building on him, dropped one of the tops of the buildings on him. And that's a callback, obviously, to the original Ultraman, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me your name Fuji, Fuji, thank you, was a giant. So that was yeah. that. And I'm like, okay, I'm by yeah. that, I'm going with that. Yeah, not every actor gets to like be a, walk onto a stage and just like, I'm going to break stuff and I'm going to, fu- oh yeah, this is cool. This is what I want. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and uh, the, at this point, we get what may be the best Ultraman scene I've seen this season, which is um, the the whole point is the monster is beating up on Ultraman because he has to keep covering his eyes. Right. Because you can't, if he looks at him, he'll be instantly afraid. Right. So then Emmy has to yell out where he is. Well, yeah, the first thing he does is he, he turns his eyes off. Yeah, like, that was cool. He turns the lights off, and she's like, oh, he shut his eyes. I'm like, I mean, technically, no, he just turned them off somehow, which is distressing. <laughs> Even weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the monster goes and like puts his hands into his face like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And then starts tiptoeing around the city, <laughs> like stepping in between cars. It is the greatest thing well, I'm trying to not make a sound so like, you can't tell you where it is. He's, he's literally like doom, 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 doom. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely amazing. And then he yells out, he's right on to your right. Yes, yes. And he gets whacked, of course, and then he does the curly shuffle. Like, does the thing where he's just like, I'm like, uh, you can't ask me for any. Yeah, you know. this is exactly what we need. Uh-huh. I'm all they. This show is using as much as it can on everything else that is goofy. Yeah, and I'm there. Yeah, for it. I'm just exactly. It's, it's deadly serious and yet silly as all get out. Yes. Yeah, yes. I enjoyed every second of that though. Like, um, don't know who the. I'm going to give a quick shout out. You to, gave the director, but of course I. No, I need the shout out for. Um, uh, Hiroyuki Arai is our uh, Magujan suit actor. Okay. okay. And I believe he deserves very special kudos for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely. And then at the end of the episode, which I liked even more, we get to see our cleanup crew <laughs> trying to fill in <laughs> one dump truck, just like, well, into the vast abyss, this load of dirt goes. One at a time, that's all you can do. <laughs> one dump truck at a time, that's how you fill things. <laughs> I would have preferred to see Earth Cannon with a giant wheelbarrow. <laughs> it would have been better. <laughs> he just dumps it into the hole, you know. And then Muscles McGinty is also upset that <laughs> Emmy got to fly the other on first. She's like, but that no, did no. all the work. He was mad that she talked to him first. Oh, talk, conversation. Talk to him first. Uh, and she's like, no, me and Earthy. And he's like, what? 
Who told you I call him that? She's like, I'm never telling. He's like, don't give a damn Exactly. <laughs> yeah, top notch. This was a fun, 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 fun episode. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I like the design of uh, uh, Magusian. Yeah, it was an interesting kind of creature. <laughs> oh my oh, goodness. Lord. Do you want to get a glass of water? No, take fine, thank you. Okay. Um, I will. I will do that in a minute. Um, okay. Fifty-four meters tall, fifty-nine thousand tons, home world of Earth. Uh, this is his first and only appearance so far. Well, it's still early. Oh, there he goes. That's him. Roar. Yeah. Um, uh, Magusian is derived from the Japanese word for magura, which is excuse me, is a mole. Okay, fair enough. Can't argue. And the English word vision or illusion. He's a Magusian. He's an illusion mole. All right. Fair enough. Fair there enough. There you go. He was also designed by our director. Oh, very nice. Yeah, snappy, huh? Yeah. Um, very good. Let me see if there's any sort of uh, trivia. Um, Magusian's roar consists of a of heavily slowed down Rodan roar. Okay. A sped up Astron roar, or Arstron roar, and a Vakshim roar. What? At some point, Vakshim... Vakishim, Vakishim. Okay. Um, at certain points, he uses a modified Bazanga roar. Sure. Yeah, sure. This <laughs> <laughs> is rapidly turning into a Kevin Smith podcast. <laughs> um, oh, and he uses a, when he dies, it's a modified Titanosaurus roar. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rybaster is illusions include Rybaster M1 because we see that monkey at the beginning, right? Right. Barbara's tail, Tacong suckers, all perceived by workers who saw it. Uh, giant clusters of Ohagi, teriyaki, tanyar, alien cannon. That was the one that gets me. Is like, like, oh my god, it's a guy in his striped shirt. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> really. Why us? Um, yeah, so uh, that's the thing is the due to the construction workers each seeing the different kaiju, right? They made them into like one Giant monster, and it is a combination of all the, the monster I'm thinking of is uh, Takon because you, you when, when you see Takon you'd be like, oh yeah, okay, hey, that's who we were talking about. Um, and um, according to the weekly Cheerio News article, sure. Magular's remains were found inside Mogulson's burrow. Sure, fine. If, you, if you say so. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we can't argue with you because we didn't look in the, in the gigantic hole that they were trying that's to That's right. Because it was scary. <laughs> um, and, of course, he has uh, he does have an action figure, three points of articulation. Oh, there you go. Came out uh, this year. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He's very fancy looking. Um, but, yeah, so a uh, good episode. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Enjoyed that very much. And like I said, I do like that they're hearkening back to past episodes mm -hmm. in different little ways mm -hmm. and having fun with everything that they're doing, uh -huh. which is great. 100%. 100%. Um, I think that I think this is a the, this show is very much a love letter to the franchise. Absolutely. Again, much Absolutely. like Ultraman Zet was. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, and the last two shows we had were. Specific love letters to certain eras of the eras show. of the show, but yes. this is kind of like 
Dear Ultraman, I love every inch of you. Yes. It's almost like a Burt Reynolds fan letter. <laughs> Went a little wrong there. <laughs> no. Have you ever... There's a book that Burt Reynolds published of fan mail to him. Oh, God, no. And it is just a bunch of horny moms... Looking to get Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, looking to get stashed. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, I know what you're Oh, my saying. God. It's like... You know, you're reading it, it's like, Dear Bert, how I'd love to cover every inch of you. Because you're like, Me, Mom, no! You know, like, No! No! And you're like, I'm a 68 year old woman who, like, you're like, No! Oh, the horror! Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk uh, in a minute about the next episode. Right. The Wandering Zangulo. That's right. And that's going to happen right after this. And we're back with more of Ultraman Blazar. This is the Wandering Zangio. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was not intentional. I clicked on something. But, oh, no. Oh, no. Come no on. You can't get back. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like, dude, <laughs> now I'm too far. Maybe escape. Escape! Hey! <laughs> Episode 17 of Ultraman Blazar. It's just whipping past this now, folks. 11-11-2023. Uh, directed by Takanori Sujimoto. Big shock. And written also by Jun Skita. Uh, a kaiju, kaiju that have been defeated already start making reappearances in the city. However, they are ethereal and can walk through buildings and objects and people. Right. Um, every time this occurs, a mysterious man with a big sword shows up. Uh, his sword for an arm, if you will. Yeah, no, uh, it's exactly what it was. Yep, and defeats the kaiju was throwing like a slash attack. Um, now... What I love is the first monster appears to go, ow, when it happens. He's like, ooh. Did this guy remind you of Black Garon? <coughs> yes. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, no. It's <laughs> exactly what I said. I said, A, it's Black Garon. But B, this should be the episode that they'd throw Bach in. Yeah. Just to I was like, oh, no, it's Black Garon. This can't be good. Oh, no. Um, Gento, in an attempt to solve the mystery, tries to get ahead of the man by showing up at the next anticipated point of a kaiju reappearance. And there he meets the mysterious man, Zangio, who supposedly wants to speak with Gento. Uh, then he reveals a secret about himself. Uh, so there you go. Of course. Yeah. Um, and this is a... this this Boy, is there a lot of, a lot of kaiju in this episode. Well, uh, the brief, brief... Brief kaiju appearance. Yeah. Because what what they say is that the, the Zangil can control their spirit, or is trying to destroy. No, he's trying to. He's they're wandering spirits. They're, yeah, you know, we've 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 already established the fact that these monsters have ghosts or or souls. are ghosts. No, no, I mean Ultraman lore. Oh, when the monsters go to the monster graveyard, like their spirit goes There's, to the monster right. graveyard. Okay, fine, sure. Um, Sure. <laughs> sorry. As we know, sorry. Right. Um, so, um, this guy's like, oh, I've been, I was fighting with this master swordsman. Woman. Was it? Okay. And it was a woman because he said she was a woman and she defeated me quite quickly. And I'm like, okay. Oh, sure. sure. I don't remember that, but that's okay. I only watched an hour ago. Um, and, um, the, the the thing was like, and then I was told you have to 
you have to hunt down the spirits of kaiju who cannot cross over to the next realm and then help them cross over. Okay? Yeah. That's and, fine. And it, That's very nice. It's a noble... Why 108 of them? That was my question. That was going to be my next question. I'm going to... Uh, here's what you... Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to... I'm going to look right now to see if there's trivia about <laughs> why 108, you know, because maybe. There might be any <coughs> number of 100 different things. Yeah. But I think they just picked a number out of thin air and then said, oh, I only need one more for me to be able yeah. to cross It could have been four. No, but exactly. 108 could have been like, 108 just seems real specifically specific. Right. And it, it, you're not wrong that it's a little odd to pick a number... That weird? A hundred, ten thousand, four. Like, I mean... Yeah, you're, you're not so wrong. A hundred and eight. And I don't... I mean, you could go, well, it's just 12 times nine, but then why that number specifically? Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, now you're throwing math into the <laughs> equation? Come on. What's with you? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, clearly it's just 12 times nine. Sorry? It's okay. Uh, Zangil, um, he, uh, I just want to see if there's something here about 108, but it doesn't appear to be. Um, long ago, he was a reckless swordsman who wandered the universe in search of mighty foes. Sure. Sure. This says he encountered a master swordsman. What says ma'am? Okay. Uh, but I don't know. And was slain. However, humbled, he was entrusted with the mission of bringing salvation to the souls of 108 kaiju as a form of redemption. And it just doesn't so now, say why 108. He's a wandering spirit. Maybe it's some Shinto thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, to that end, he hops around the galaxy and eventually finds himself on Earth. Uh, he's used the powers of his soul-capturing crystal to grant the souls of the defeated kaiju visible form before dispatching them. Right. Um, Which, that little crystal that he had... Yeah. That was a cool little prop. Yeah. I don't know where they got it. It's crystal, Pat. You can just buy them. You can just buy any kind of crystal form you'd... Yeah. Okay. You, that could have even been lab-grown because it was round on the bottom. <laughs> Quartz crystals are... Dime a dozen. Yeah, well, yeah, not quite that cheap, but it's silicon. It's the most... Yeah, abundant sort of... Abundant thing in the universe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Quartz is... Quartz... There's a lot of quartz. Okay. Like a lot. Go down to... Uh, uh, Tennessee or Arkansas, it is Quartz City. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. And you can go to you can go to like big, uh, big uh, mine, not mines really, but like these dig sites, mm-hmm. and they're big, big. Just, just huge, okay, enormous. Fair enough. Um, and you go and they weigh it and they tell you, okay, this is going to be X amount of dollars, and, and you just pay that amount. Yep, you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, fair enough. Neat. It's neat. <laughs> my uh, my niece is very big into. And I quote, pretty rocks. Uh-huh. So Uncle Richie buys pretty rocks. Pretty rocks. Yeah, so well, there's a lot of quartz crystals and rose quartz. Of and, course. Of yeah. course. Of quartz. Hey. There <laughs> ah, we go. He's even sick. I still got it. Um, so um, uh, in Japan, he uses the powers of the, you know, blah, blah, blah. We said that. Right. Um, so he shows up at the site of the Novaya Corporation where Liberia had once been defeated. And uh, he says he wanted to meet Kento for himself. And after liberating Leviria's soul, the two of them go to a restaurant where apparently he's fairly regular. Yeah, because the waitress seems to know him all the time. Yeah, she's like, hey, here's a piece of cake on the house. (laughs) 
You're all right. You're, I know what you're doing later. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm forced to, I'm cursed to wander the earth with free spirits and also. And eat this cake. And also this lady. She's all right. Oh, God. We, we kill a lot of time together. Um, so, um, uh, Zengil uh, explains his circumstances. He reveals he has encountered the last guy you sold to fulfill his mission. However, it has uh, absorbed the powers of his crystal, not what you want to happen, not really. granting it a corporeal form, and it is now a vengeful spirit of, course. of Niki Kagachi. Um, and uh, not, it's not happy looking. No. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Gento transforms in Ultimate Blazer because Niki Kagachi lands in Sakame City and... Uh, he was almost blasted away, if not for the timely intervention of giant size Zangio. Which, I did. I did like, by the way, when he's in the when he's in the uh, the restaurant. The restaurant. You can't really like, see my true form. No, he's like I'm in my human form, and he's like, get to kind of squints. He goes, "Oh, if you can see through this, you've you've the warrior inside you is blah blah." Because he was like, "Yeah, nobody else can tell," because <laughs> he's like this big goony monster guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That never gets old to me. Not at all. Yeah, guy Not sitting in a restaurant, like dressed up like the giant knife headed guy. Um, yeah, I'm in. Um, so, and um, what I did like is now Gento gets a call that obviously a kaiju's appeared. Right. Runs outside, pays the bill. The guy picks, picks him, him up, throws, throws him. him in midair, and flies up after him. I'm like, oh, God, that's what I need. Yeah. And Gento's here, this kid to us, make a phone call midair. He's like, You guys have to dispatch Earth Karen. <laughs> now, um, like when uh, uh, his use of old English in the dub, yes, because in the in the Japanese, he is speaks the way of old samurai, apparently, right. In the dub, it's a lot of like he sounds like he should be in Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, these and thys yeah, and those yeah, and thous, and yeah. you're sitting there going. And I'm like, I mean, I got used to it quick enough. Oh, right, right, right. But there was something. There was one word that they mispronounced, and it drove me bonkers. And I cannot remember what it was. Well, I didn't listen to the English dub, so I couldn't help you. Yeah, I listened like, to the Japanese, like the like Dolphin or something like that. And oh. I was just like, no, they wouldn't. have. Would not have done it. That, the, it that. would have been the, the emphasis was on the wrong syllable, right? <laughs> that one. Yeah, um, and I'm part of me was sitting there going, "Okay, you want to pretend to be an old samurai?" Fine, but then another part of me was going, "He also likes cake, <laughs> right?" But are we Amish that we're using the these and thys and those and thous? Because I want samurai, to say it's got to be some sort of old Japanese, and the only equivalent translation would have been that. Okay. Okay, I that's guess. that's got to be what it is because yeah, it doesn't. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to understand he's speaking in a in an older dialect. I gotcha. Okay, um, fair enough. By the way, every time Captain Gento does the thing where he thinks, yeah, he puts. I feel like it's not the Duma. <laughs> every time, every time, uh, it's not the Duma. No, uh, <laughs> like, okay, fine, sure, 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 sure. But yeah, so then they they get to the elevated roadway where the monster is. There's a dump truck just. Teetering on the edge, which is like, hey, great. Hey, hey. <laughs> and um, 
Kenta's like, you go back and enjoy your coffee. I'm like, he just threw you here. <laughs> he's going to hell. Yeah, he's, yeah, I think he's got it. <laughs> Don't be so worried about this, dude. Yeah. He threw you here. <laughs> like, he trebucheted you <laughs> to the battle zone and then made sure you didn't die when you hit the ground. Uh, he's got it. He's all right. Yeah. He's not so, hurt. Yeah. So, and then the dump truck goes to fall, and Ultraman, of course, picks him. The guy's like, Ultraman, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm saved. He and tri- drives away. <laughs> like, he's like, all right, keep on doing <laughs> Like, that amused me no end. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. God. But they kept the engine running while he was in the... <laughs> Yeah, what am I supposed to? Yeah, there's a thousand different things you could do. Yeah, with the, <laughs> if, you, if your dump truck is like doing one of these, you're like, oh boy. <laughs> like, if I open the door, is it going to send me my junk? Yeah. Like, am I the only thing keeping the teeter on <laughs> the side of the tire? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My thought would have been to just move the dump up so that way the truck goes down. You'll lose a little bit of stuff, but it would work. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's just me. But the problem is you're shifting the weight back. The center of weight. Just briefly. Depends on where it would be. Right? So, like, you start dumping, it the might. weight goes back, and the whole truck goes with it, you know? <laughs> but anyway, so um, uh, channeling his supernatural powers into the Blazer's Tulsanite sword. Of course. The two start tag team in the monster. And then... What's even better, as the Ultraman is, he gets the energy from the sword, mm. hits this monster's tail, and instantly the energy's gone. And you're sitting there going... Well, no, I think what it is is that like now the sword is infused with it. Like, it was glowing, and then he did it, and he was like, okay, now it can make contact with the monster, the mar- monster's semi-corporeal form. Like, unless you have okay. the the mojo that this guy has, it's going to go right past, you know. Okay. It's going to be able to phase in and out of wherever it needs I to. I guess. Meanwhile, um, if, you, if you've if you got the, the Zangiel juice. You'll be able to actually. Yeah, yeah. That's All right. Like that, that's a fair answer. That's a so fair he, answer. He cuts him in half. Which is great because he then Fantastic. falls to the ground in the two split halves, now, which is yeah. excellent. Yeah. And when Zangiel shows up in the middle. Did you not think two of them were going to come out? Not two halves, but they were First, like, oh, great. Second, two, like, new, the same monster twice. twice. Great, perfect. But the way they did it... No they, one ever learns. Where they try to bring the two halves together, and Zangil's in the middle of yeah, the Yeah, that two. was nice, and that he gets was possessed. awesome. That was awesome. And I love that, like, the Scarred is like, wait, now he's a bad guy? What's going on? I thought he was on our side. <laughs> And I don't think uh, Earth Karen fell over once in the these two episodes. <laughs> like, he was big, big, maintained his own two feet. He did. He got rattled a bit. Yeah. But he didn't fall down, which yeah. was good this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, where was that? Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, the fight continues to a momentary standstill. The two then uh, make a huge lunge at each other. And Blazar seemingly deals a fatal blow, but instead manages to exercise uh, Nikigachi's spirit from Zangyo. Right. And the two slay the vengeful spirit with a decisive blow. By the way, thanks again to the fine people at the Ultraman <laughs> Wiki for providing the synopsis. Yes. Uh, yes. And I like when they show, like, oh, didn't he cut him? And he goes, no, 
he turned his sword to hit him with the blunt end. Which was an Which is a true technique. No, I understand. I understand that part. Obviously, a sword does have a sharp end and a blunt end, so that way you could hold it against the back of it. Yeah. But... Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta, gotta do. do what you gotta, you gotta do, do what you gotta exactly. do. That's right. You gotta do it. And then um, they do go back to the coffee shop, right? And the alien talks to him and says, "Thank you so much for letting me help you." And here's this crystal, and you can see the power dwindling, right? And then you can see his face going between the human face and the alien face. He's like, "What about your coffee?" <laughs> He's like, "Alas, that would be my greatest regret." You're like. Like, how good is that coffee? <laughs> exactly. It's got to be great coffee. Kendra's like, I'll take both. And then there's two little desserts. Yes. <coughs> and I was like, I'd like to try that dessert. Right. The dessert did look good. Problem is, it's probably squid. Like squid ink or it something. It might be chocolate. It, it could be a brownie. It, yeah, it, like could, a brownie. it could be. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I've gone to too many Asian grocery stores and looked at something. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Oh, no, that's made with, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like squid, squid ink or something. I was like, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's Fair made enough. of muscat gummies. That's great. Awesome. Um, so anyway, a little bit of uh, trivia for um, our Zangil. He is, is the actor is Mitsuru Kurashi. Satoru uh, Okabe is the suit actor. Okay. He uh, takes his mannerisms from Samurai of Japan. He loves coffee, considering it a cultural trait. Earth should take pride in. Yes. Um, the, there's a Telemaga article that notes the purpose of the organ on his chest is unknown. Right. Um, so the uh, thing. In the Dharmic religions, e.g. Buddhism, one must overcome 108 temptations to achieve nirvana. Ah! There you go! There you uh, found it! God, I'm exhausted. Zangyul <laughs> um, was designed by director Takanori Sujimoto. According to him, Zangil was designed with the image of a Japanese sword with sharp features and a body emulating sukumaki, the art of wrapping silk braids around the hilt of a Japanese sword. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And like I said, he reminded me. When you look at him, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I give it that. You know, the human form looked very much like Black Garon, but then the alien form... I can go with look like a sword wrapped Dude, in bandages. I, I was like, you have got to be kidding. And I <laughs> and I cannot help but think that that's deliberate. They were like, oh, we're going to throw them off here. <laughs> These two idiots won't be love this part. They'll never see this coming. And you're like, oh, no. But I'm like, he doesn't have the hat on. He always right. has the hat. <laughs> so, like, and then he kills him on. And I'm like, all right. Okay. Good. Thank God. If he was carrying a crystal ball, I would have lost my mind. I know. I, but I he would, carried a crystal. Just wasn't a ball. Th- yeah, but I think I think, <laughs> I think every time we've seen him, it's got to be that ball. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I think so. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and this was... That 108 now makes more sense because it's how you actually reach Nirvana. So he's going to reach Nirvana and move on to whatever the next yeah. level is. And all yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. Stuff. So like, that actually does make more sense now. Yeah, and like you said, they had scoops and scoops of monsters, even though they were sort of ethereal. Yeah, that's fine. Who cares? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, so let's talk about um, the news this week: Ultraman Rising. We have a new trailer, right, for, for a Netflix film, right? Um, uh, it is a 3D CG animated kaiju film. Um, 
It will be released on Netflix worldwide in English and Japanese in uh, 2024. We don't right. have a we don't have a date yet. I actually asked Jeff about <coughs> probably somewhere near August, but we're not sure. Oh, I'll do it on my birthday, Jeff. Eight <laughs> twenty-seven. Do it on my birthday. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I watched the trailer. Looks awesome. I don't know how they're going to play off that baby alien right. with the actual human, but that's right. obviously what the show is going to be, right. the movie's going to be about. And I'm like, okay. I watched the first time, and I went, oh, that's a hard pass. Really? For, for, hold on. Let me finish, Patrick. No, I watched it the first time, and I went, yeah, hard pass. I don't want this. And then I was like, but it's my dude. My duty, got to do the due diligence. My, my duty to the fans <laughs> and the, the listeners of this show, and the rules that we've to, set up that we can't break. That's right. Which is, I'm not sure. They're still very arbitrary. But I'm like, you know what? I want to. I was compelled to watch it again, and I watched it again, and I was like, oh yeah, no, that, I love the design of it, and I like this, and. And then I watched it again, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, and maybe. It's, one. I don't. I'm not sold on the English translation of it right now. Okay. But again, it's a 30-second teaser or something like that, or a minute teaser. Right. It's not a lot. That's fine. Yeah. I like the fact that he's a baseball player. Which was kind of (laughs) cool. He's a baseball player, that's Ultraman, that somehow turns into Ultraman in the middle of that, you know... He's out on the field. He's like, well, got to do the bit again, or whatever the engine device. Yeah, however the tension device is going yeah. to be. And you're sitting there going, well, he is in the middle of a game, and nobody sees him transform. He's huh. on the jumbo truck. <laughs> exactly. <back>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I don't know what made me like go, no, hard pass the first time. But, well, I'll give you the first time I saw it. You see what looks very much like a Godzilla fin. And then you see this super, super skinny baseball player. Right. And I mean weird, angular, skinny baseball player. Yeah. And then the Ultraman character is also weirdly, angular, skinny. Yeah. And I could see that would throw you off a bit. Because you don't want angle skinny. Mm -hmm. You want... You don't want fat. But it's it's, it's, it's stylized. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. Just like... Nobody in this world really looks like Mr. Incredible. Right. right. <coughs> exactly. Very, uh, I should say very few. There are some of those like Arnold. Magnus. No, oh, even Magnus. Even, yeah, Magnus. even Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't like black. Like Magnus von Magnus and those strongest men in the world, guys. Yeah. They're like, I eat rocks for breakfast. And then I go and I lift up a helicopter. Exactly. And then I, uh, I juggle throw, beer kegs. Throw and, people around. Yeah. And you're just God. like, these guys are brutal. Yeah. Like, I love watching those because they're, they're insane. Yeah, yeah, they're insane. Yeah, those are Pat's heroes. He looks at them, he's like, <laughs> "Oh man, I wish I could lift a piano with one hand." No, I don't. You know, <laughs> don't. How do you buy shirts? You don't. You have them special made. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're buy a sheet and hope. Go <laughs> <laughs> with a sheet in the area. Yeah, their 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 biceps are like my head, exactly. and I got a big head. You guys, big. <laughs> Big head. Um, but, yeah, so that's coming out soon. I, I really enjoyed it. looks like it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I I, I, I was like, my, again, first impression was a knack. And then I was like, that's that's uh, disingenuous. I'm like, I, I got to give it. A second. I got to give it a couple more shots because, Good. you know, 
when confronted, look, every time the new show starts, eight out of ten times you're like, I don't know if it's going to be any good. And then two episodes in, we're like, woo! I like this ride. Yay! (laughs) And you're climbing up the hill, you don't like it. We're two idiots. That's what it comes down to. Like, I understand that. I liken that to every time I read a Terry Pratchett book that I've never read before. The first ten pages, maybe, I'm like, I don't know if I'm into this one. And then you're like, this is the greatest book I've ever read. I gotcha. Every time. The man was a genius. May rest in peace. Um, And I can't think of anything else. Um, Oh, yes. uh, um, Where is my... uh, Raven Banner, which is a uh, Canadian... um, DVD label, okay, movie there you label, go, thank you. Uh, is releasing their own version of Shin Ultraman on Blu-ray, which looks it's like it's up cool. for pre-order right now. Um, and um, is uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, region free. That's good. Uh, Raven Banner's release of the this is from their website. Uh, Raven Banner's release of Shin Ultraman features an exclusive O card, which we call a slipcase. Okay, thank you. Um, that you're welcome. Uh, with art by Alex Chen, all new English subtitles. Thank you. Thank you. English dub. Okay. A new video master on Blu-ray on BD50, which is a bigger disc. Oh, really? It's going to be higher resolution. Plus, exclusive commentary by Alex Rushdie oh. and Kevin Durdoff, author of Kaiju for Hipsters. Okay, fair um, enough. As well as a video introduction by Alex Rushdie. Um, and so that is, that is I don't know, what it, does it say what the release date is? December of 2023. Okay, so it's uh, coming soon. Currently the pre-order is at $25. That's not terrible. It's not terrible, but boy. That'll come down. That shipping is going to kick you right in the tank. Oh, yeah. It's a Canadian yeah, release. It's, so you're looking at at least 10 bucks of shipping. Yeah. At least. Same. So, um yeah, I'm going to get it, obviously, because the the one that came out in America was dog crap. Yeah, you had mentioned. Uh, and they yeah. still haven't completely fixed it, from what I understand. Wow. And it's like, you know what, guys? Yeah, we can get a Canadian one. One job. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, I had one job. Not wrong. Yeah. But what can you do? Not um, much. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I definitely, I'm very excited for this. Well, I'll ask, do you have any questions? Yes, um, I might. Let me. I have that. one. Go ahead, you that, first. Uh, no Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Who's in that? Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's why I was going there. Not a great movie. Okay. Unless you want to see Jennifer Lawrence full frontal naked. Whoa. <laughs> and I mean... Well, that changes the front of the... It changes the name changes. of the title, doesn't it? <laughs> Hell. Exactly. You're like, oh, she's nakedy-naked. Nakedy, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I always consider naked naked if someone has no clothes on, including shoes. Like, she no had, shoes. That's what I'm saying. You're naked naked if you have no shoes on. I don't know why I make that distinction. <laughs> but that's what I Yeah. And nude is artsy. <laughs> nope, this was naked yeah. naked. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> well, that person's naked naked. That's crazy. There was, she... I won't give away the Somehow thing, sneakers but. makes it a little bit more classy. <laughs> no, I don't know why. <laughs> But she was nakedy naked. Yeah. Not really a great movie, but the five minutes of her nakedy naked. Five minutes? A lot of nudity. A full minute and a half of her nakedy naked. That's a lot of nudity. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm going to do a very, 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 very obvious 
pick, which is something I've been sleeping on for years, uh, which, by the way, is what I've been doing lately. Uh, the Monster Squad I watched for the first time. Okay. You ever seen The Monster Squad? Haven't. It's fantastic. Okay. Uh, with the caveat that it is from the 80s, right. and they use the slur for gay people. It starts with F a lot. Oh. And they're big on the R word for special needs people oh. at the beginning. Um, but they're children. They're they're like middle school kids. Yeah. So you go, all right, you're morons. In the 80s, middle school kids. Yeah. Yes, you're morons. I, you're, I, they're still morons. Right. Um, not arguing. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a great movie. Okay. Fantastic. I had a great time. Um, but what I'm going to recommend is um, Howl's Moving Castle. Hayao Miyazaki's 2006, I think. I've heard of it. It's fantastic. Is that a Ghibli movie? Yes, it is. That's what, because that's why. It's joyful. Is it really? Yeah. Take a look at it. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect other than people keep telling me, we gotta see it. (laughs) And of course, it is November, so I'm doing Thanksgiving right now. Of course. Yes. Um, So I'm trying to knock (laughs) out stuff that I haven't seen. I gotcha. And that was one that you had. That was one I have not seen yet. Gotcha. There's a few big ones. That I've never seen. Okay. Like that, I've never seen Nausicaa. Put down your pitchforks. I know. Um, there's a bunch that I have not seen that people are like. Trust me, when I tell people movies I haven't seen, they're like, do you live? I said, I don't have all of the time in the universe. I have a family yeah. that wants my attention for some reason. I yeah. don't get it. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and of all the movies I've never seen. Like, well, and then I'll watch uh, Cannibal Run for the umpteenth time. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just because it, it brings it, me immense it's joy. joy. That's all it is. Yeah. brings joy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a double recommendation right now. Go ahead. And that is going to be The Old Man and the Gun with Robert Redford and Sissy Spacek. Dude, fantastic. Um, like, the one thing, basically the idea is Robert Redford is an old man. He has a gun. And he robs banks. Doesn't mm-hmm. pull the gun out. Very charming, very sweet man, and just does it because he likes to do it. He's not trying to get rich. He's not trying to change the system. He's like, I just really like Robin Banks. It's okay. fun. He does it for fun, Pat. There you go. That's it. That's fantastic. That's like he's not. He's not like we're going to be the rich. Then I'm going to retire now. No, I just really like Robin Banks. It's a blast. <laughs> Like, it's so much fun. And you're like, really? Okay, cool. It takes place in the 1980s, the early 80s, I think. Okay. Uh, Casey Affleck's in it. He's brilliant. Um, Redford's great. Sissy Spacek is great. Yes. Because they're great. They are great Um, actors. Yes. Redford is supposed to be 70 in the film. He's 82 in the film. Okay. The only thing that bothers me is he walks like he's 82. He doesn't Ah. walk like he's 70. But he's so damn charming. Yes. You just go... Nah, I'll let that go. Nah, it's Bobby. <laughs> it's fine. Good old Bobby Redford. He's awesome. Exactly. Yeah, Fair it, was, it was shot around the same time as uh, Captain America: Civil War. Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah. well, I think I actually might have seen that now that you mention because I did see a Redford movie where he was a, ro- a bank robber. That might have been it. Yeah, I don't remember. It. It's fantastic. Um, I, I gave it a four at four point five out of five. <laughs> there you go. Fair That's enough. right. I also gave five, House Moving Gasoline five out of five. Okay, because it's so good. I'm so mad that, you that I slept on it for as long as I did. I know Zach has seen it because he purposely tried to plow through all of the Ghibli movies. Yeah, and he just finished plowing through all of the screen movies from the original nice. to the most recent one. 
I, I, I appreciate his commitment to, uh, to like, now I'm going to start a franchise and I'm finishing it. I'm finishing it. That's yeah, tell him thing. to start Godzilla and see how long. <laughs> 30, stuff. 30 films. Hey, you know what you'd like, Zach? Zatoichi the Blind Swordsman. It's only 36 movies or something like that. <laughs> That'll keep you occupied for a while. A little while anyway. Or, or you get him to, to watch all the Wong Fei Hung movies from, from China. They're like 78 of them or something. Oh my God. All the same guy. <laughs> That's just that original series, all the same guy. Um, if you've never seen, it's the same character that Jackie Chan plays in Drunken Master. Okay, kind of. He's a folk hero. He's the, but he was real. Okay, like he was okay. a real guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was a real martial arts master. Okay, so yeah, I I, I can't. I I just watched uh, oh, what the hell a third one, right. Iron Monkey. Iron Monkey is a Donnie Yen film. Um, I can lend you that because it's Region A, and um, I'll tell you what, man. It's if you do, if you like wire foo, where the guys are flying around, yeah, 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 yeah. If you'll enjoy that. You'll enjoy this. If you don't, you won't. You won't. Um, but boy, uh, I saw that in the theater when it was brought over initially after watching it on subtitled bootleg VHS for mm, forever, um, and the picture quality on the new Shout Factory Blu-ray is absolutely mind-bending. Oh, there you go. Like, you go. I'm used to this film looking pretty rough. Right, VHS. Yeah, but not only that, bootleg but bootleg VHS. Yeah, <laughs> like, not great. Yeah, like, it's not even the original off the laser disc. It's like a two generations removed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. But yeah, so there you go. Um, so, guys, rate, review, subscribe. Yes. Get on it. Um, Suicide Prevention Helpline. That's 988. The world is better with you in it. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Talk or text. Um, And uh, on behalf of the Science Patrol, my name is Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back back. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs> <laughs>